Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Blockbuster. But instead we're going to be talking about Wordle. (laughs) Now, uh, yeah, on Netflix, I mean. Netflix, the audacity. The audacity of propping up the corpse of a company that you absolutely destroyed and making a comedy about it. Not only that, but the audacity. Blockbuster, and by Blockbuster, I mean the one remaining Blockbuster, had to, I would bet money they had to give permission to, like, use their... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like iconography and shit like that. Graphics. Um, inter- intellectual property. Yeah, sure. Like their IP. They they had to give permission to use that IP in promotion materials, like all that sort of shit. So for them to just be like, yeah, it's cool if you make fun of like, you know, how you absolutely fucked us. And by you absolutely fucked us, I mean we absolutely fucked ourselves. I'm pretty sure the last blockbuster has closed and that, that, wait, that they waited for all of them to close before they made this show no it's still open oh it's in bend oregon it's the last one is still open okay but i think what's what they probably did wait for is exactly what they talked about at the beginning of this show which was the corporate presence went away which meant that there was no longer a corporate office office there's probably no longer corporate lawyers the the one guy that owns this block or woman i guess i don't know who the fuck knows Point to be inclusive. Uh, yeah, could uh, probably doesn't have the money to have a lawyer to like fight Netflix. You know what I mean? So I think that more likely they didn't have any money, and Netflix said, "Here's a little money if you let us do this." <laughs> you think so? Yes. I if don't. you own the last <laughs> blockbuster, fuck, fuck <laughs> no, fuck Netflix. I don't think there's a world in which they were cool and be like, "Hey, here's a little money for letting us use Blockbuster." I bet they were like. We're going to use Blockbuster now that their corporate offices are done and they don't have a legal team to represent them. <laughs> All right. Want to tell everybody what this was about? It's about Blockbuster. <laughs> and it's it's a dump show. This show sucked. It wasn't... I don't know. It wasn't great. It was a dump. <laughs> it was a dump. It, it was... Okay. Go on. It wasn't great. It was uh, It was lazy. The writing was lazy. And the acting was lazy. It starred... So, I picked this one this week. And the reason I picked it is it was in the top ten. Yep. It was, like, half-hour episodes. And uh, it stars Randall Park and... Um, Melissa Fumero. Yeah. Uh, Amy Santiago from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. So, good cast. Uh, so, I picked it thinking that there was potential that we were going to like this. And I watched it and I was like... Oh, no. (laughs) I got two minutes in and thought, "Uh uh-oh, this is bad. And then it caused me... So, walking into this, I thought, you know, I like Randall Park. I'm interested to see this. Um, But within two minutes, it had me questioning, is Randall Park any good at acting? Yeah. Because he just plays the same guy every time, which is somebody who can kind of cock an eyebrow and occasionally say something moderately funny. (laughs) Yeah. I almost immediately knew it wasn't going to be good because uh, when you hit it on, 
like when you're scrolling through and it does the pre-roll uh the pre-roll is like oh this this isn't great but you know it might just be one scene and then i hit play on the first episode and it was the scene from the pre-roll was the first scene from the first episode i was like okay so when i heard so to be upfront when i heard about this i thought this could be okay but i've we we watched the the trailer for this like three weeks ago, and I was like, "We're not watching this for the podcast, absolutely not." Oh, um, and uh, the reviews were all, "This is no good." Uh, I didn't even look at the reviews. I, I when I I didn't until I had mentally checked it off as I'm never picking this. It's going to slip out of the top ten. Michael will forget about it. We're golden. Let's just move on. <laughs> it was still in the top ten, dude. I became aware of this show. 30 seconds before I texted you and told you we were going to do it you for the podcast. You didn't know this was a thing? No. How can Netflix be this bad at advertising its own shit? You you own the po- the platform. Just, um, yeah. So, this show's about the people trying to run the last uh, Netflix, the last blockbuster. Yeah. And, um... And why it's audacious that Netflix is the one airing this is that Netflix is the one, if you don't remember, that basically put Blockbuster out of business. Yeah. Remember Blockbuster? Did you go to a Blockbuster when you were a kid? Yes. All the time. Blockbuster, Family Video. There was one other. I can't remember. But yeah, that was like when when we were kids, if it was movie night, like that was the best part. You would... Oh, fuck. What was it? Uh... Hollywood video. There was one on the corner of Lincoln Way and Grand that I'm remembering that we would go to every other Friday or whatever. And you'd spend an hour and a half picking a movie. I'd spend 45 minutes trying to convince my mom that we could just rent a video game instead because that was more entertaining to me. And then spend another like 20 minutes picking up the candy that you wanted to eat when you were watching your stupid ass movie. So I grew up in a... Small town on the eastern coast of Iowa. Coast? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's those east coast elites. <laughs> and my town had like three churches, a bar, a gas station, a grocery store, and uh, a library and a building that had a bowling alley and attached to it a rotating business that uh, most prominently in my childhood was a Happy Joe's, but at one time was a one-room independently run video store. And I've got a lot of fond memories of renting Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, One-Eyed, One-Horn, Flying Purple People Eater with MPH. And Nintendo games. For some reason, the one that I remember the most is Marble Madness. Do you remember that game? Marble Madness? Yeah, Marble Madness. And that closed. And then there was another independently run in Clinton. So that was the one we went. And that got taken over by a blockbuster. But by the time I was in college, I remember I was a freshman and I had like bought my first DVD player. And then Netflix pretty quickly became a thing where you with the actual DVD, and so I was doing that. Yeah, I I was living in Oregon at the time that Blockbuster was still around, but was uh, 
very clearly dying hardcore because I remember we finally uh, opted into Netflix so that we could watch Oz and some other things from HBO. And uh, I remember going to the Blockbuster with a buddy of mine and them having signs all over about how they were doing away with fees, no more uh, late fees, all this sort of stuff. But when I would, I, you could see it on the poster, you go and check the fine print. I don't even remember what the fine print read, but I just remember getting really mad because it was functionally the exact same thing as late fees. They were just calling it something different. Mm. And I remember, I distinctly remember walking to that store with my buddy Darren and just like raging, like, what the fuck are they doing? Netflix is going to put these fuckers out of business. They're already doing it. They, they, it's like they're just giving up. They, they have completely, and this is from a company that, from, if I remember correctly, had the chance to buy Netflix. Like Netflix offered up a sale to blockbuster for their uh dvd like rental by mail service for something like 30 million dollars and blockbuster thought nah we're good we got this i also when i was in college um utilized the university library a lot for movies they had a lot of like criterion collection stuff and stuff like that that was cool. You can still use libraries to get movies and even video games as well, by the way. so And books. Yeah, sure. Like nerd <laughs> shit. But not not cool things like video games. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You know why? When I first moved to Des Moines in 2007, I got a library card and I checked out some books and they were late and I got a $12 late fee and I still haven't paid it. You know, if you just take those books back, they probably would just forgive those fees. <laughs> oh, I took the books back. I oh, just got the fees. Already, they probably already forgiven the fees. You think that they forgot about it? Uh, not not just forgotten about it. I mean, like, literally forgiven it. I know I had books uh, for the library in Urbandale when we were living in Grimes and had the same problem where, like, I held on to the books for, like, months too long and it was definitely more than $12. Um, and finally, I just took them back and they completely wiped it out. I'm going to call the Des Moines Public Library right now. Don't don't tell them who you are, or else they're going to send the they're going to send the police. <laughs> they're going to send the police. Yeah, to collect on that twelve dollars. Des Moines Public Library. For library hours, press one. For library locations, press two. To speak with a librarian, press three. To reach administrative offices or book a meeting room, press four. Oh, I was really hoping for an automated automated to check your fees. Or... Oh, no. I, I was certain that you were going to have to talk to a librarian. <laughs> That's was... why I'm so very uncomfortable right now. Three. For Des Moines Public Library. For library hours, press one. For library location. All librarians in this department are currently assisting other patrons. Please remain on the line, and a librarian will be with you shortly. We're waiting. If you're interested in placing a reserve on an item, please have your library card ready. They Thank said you for your patrons, but it definitely sounded like patients, and I was like, is that what they call the people that go to the library? <laughs> Are patients? <laughs> All right, we couldn't get through. What was your favorite part of the, about this episode? Was it J.B. Smoove? No, I genuinely don't like him in most things that he's in. What about in Curb? It's the same character. What's that? What about in Curb? In Curb. Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's not true. I started to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm Enthusiasm and was not impressed. 
But oh. I also am someone who doesn't like Seinfeld. Did you just tell me you don't like Seinfeld? Correct. The uh, the last time that me and Shay were over, you and Kathy were watching Seinfeld like Kath- a lot. Kathy was watching it. Oh, Kathy! Kathy has been pouring through it. I, I I will take my head like I'll be at the computer playing video games or watching something of my own, and then I'll get up and listen to five seconds of it and go, "This is why I don't like this show. I cannot stand it." We went home that night and put on Seinfeld. Good for you. I'm glad. I'm glad. Three out of the four people that we're talking about right now really like Seinfeld. I still don't like it. It just, I, I can't stand. And it's my, the same problem I have with Curb Your Enthusiasm is I have yet to find a person on that show that has a redeeming quality. They're all just awful people, and I don't think that that makes for a good TV show. Oh, what? A, uh, do you not like? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. No, and as, as soon as I said that, like that's the first thing that came to mind. And no, I love that show. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Seinfeld. I think also because it's not funny. It's funny. It's not though. How much of this episode is going to be us talking about Seinfeld? Maybe most of it, because this show was dookie. I did find, uh, I was looking, part of the reason we started talking about Seinfeld is because I was busy looking through my notes for the one thing I liked about this episode, and it was a single joke in this episode. It was, I don't remember who he was talking to. I think Melissa Fumera's character, who um, was yelling at him about how he's an adult, and he still has roommates, and he said, hey, roommate, Garrett's still missing. (laughs) And I don't know if, if that was explained earlier, what had happened to Garrett, that joke wouldn't have been funny. Was it explained earlier? Because I definitely didn't hear it. It was? Uh, no, it wasn't. Okay, it was just perfect. Then that was actually a joke. All right, good. Then they had a funny joke in there. And it wasn't just that I wasn't paying attention and then found something they said later really funny. I thought the, <clears throat> I thought the tidbit that... Um, uh, Melissa, is it Melissa Fumero? I thought that's Vanessa. Right. No, it's not Vanessa. Unless that's her character's name. Melissa Fumero is the actress's name. Melissa Fumero? Melissa Fumero. Yes. Okay. Uh, her name is Eliza on this show. Uh, the tidbit that Eliza's husband name is Aaron and had an affair with a woman named Aaron that made it sting all the more. And they just couldn't quite pinpoint why, though. I thought that that was funny. I don't know if anybody on this show tried very hard. No, the writer certainly did not. The jokes were so bad. Let me see. I wrote down some of them. Uh, Randall Park taking a drink just to do a spit take. Dumb. Dumb. The, The one thing, I guess it wasn't funny, but it definitely had me confused and that had me laughing was when J.B. Smoove's character was talking with him about not expressing his feelings to Eliza because he has a crush on her because the writers couldn't come up with anything more interesting than guy has crush on girl. Um, and he says, don't deuce where you chow, which by itself is, okay, so don't shit where you eat, don't, don't dip your pen in company ink, that sort of thing, right? But then he follows it up and says, but also don't smash anybody you work with. Trust me, I've been there. So that implies to me that the first bit didn't have anything to do with fucking somebody he worked with. So what the fuck did he mean? Don't poop in the kitchen. Okay, fair enough. Go on. (laughs) That blockbuster, 
did not feel like it was run down enough to be the last blockbuster. Like, I want to go to the last blockbuster and see how shitty it is there. I think you're thinking about it the wrong way. For that blockbuster to survive the collapsing of the corporate infrastructure that existed to help keep it afloat, like, as they addressed in the beginning of this episode, like, keeping track of late fees and uh, database, like, systems and all that sort of shit. So for that blockbuster to survive the collapsing of that and every other blockbuster around the United States closing, the person running it needed to have been doing a bang-up job to even keep that little bit afloat. Which is the case for the existing blockbuster, I think. I don't think it's a rundown shithole. Um, I don't remember if it was mentioned in the show or it was just something I was researching as I was uh, not paying attention to the show. But one of the things they talked about uh, in the article I was reading, I think, was that because that corporate infrastructure went away, like any promotional materials, any advertising that they were going to do all got foisted on whoever was running that particular branch that's why everything just kind of crumbled around yeah the country um so for it to survive i would think you'd have to be doing a bang-up job now what you should be saying is he was a shitty manager what the fuck like how could he have kept this place afloat he was a shitty manager the fact that at the start of this show when the corporate infrastructure is going away and the last other stores around the country are closing down, he has no fewer than six, I think, employees working at that time. Despite the fact that there were maybe three people in the store, that's some woefully bad uh, staff management right there. Just Yeah. Also, the customer that he gets to rent that movie... Under the Tuscan Sun. Under yes. the Tuscan Sun. Why did he go to Blockbuster? He says that he's just been watching Netflix. What motivated him to just like go check out the Blockbuster all of a sudden? That's the weird part of it. That's the weird flex that Netflix is doing here. Like, haha, we totally crushed these people. But then the writers are talking about how Netflix is so soulless and the algorithm algorithm doesn't work for them. And in, in fairness, it's true. Especially when you do a podcast where you watch just random crappy shows from week to week. The algorithm is completely fucked. It has no idea what it's doing. Oh, yeah. The fact algorithm. that a show suck except for the amazon music algorithm yeah the youtube music algorithm is great it's found me some fucking bangers lately as well what i'm saying though is the fact that blockbuster this show that's this bad is in their top 10 should scream like the their algorithm is just feeding whatever they want it to feed it's just hey look at the top 10 these are the movies that are being the watch most well yeah it's because you're pushing them the most so what what have I really accomplished? The for me section is a mess. It doesn't have a clue what it wants. Yeah, the only the only section I look at is the continue watching section. Like I know what I want to watch, and I've been watching it already. When they're doing that block par- party, why are they not doing a blockbuster party? Like why are they not doing a wordplay thing on block party blockbuster? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I am I realize that it seems harder to come up with, like, it takes more thinking than what I'm doing right now. But sit down for 20 minutes and work it out. I don't think it does. I think you stumbled upon the literal phrase that they could have, it's a blockbuster party. Like, it just, that's it. That's all yeah. they had to have done. Yeah. Um, yeah, agreed. Ra- uh, Randall Park's character, Timmy, is a shitty manager. 
Yeah, he's the worst and he doesn't deserve love. Well, few people do, Eric. <laughs> I thought, I mean, we, we talked about the reasons why the energy of this episode might be weird. I didn't think, but I thought it was going to be more like we weren't going to know what to talk about and... It's just going to be a really boring episode. And it might still be a really boring episode. Who the fuck knows? But I don't think that I pictured the energy that you were going to bring is no one deserves love. (laughs) Oh, I got something. Go on. Okay. Why was her high school not allowed to have a graduation ceremony? Because some kid at a different high school got rowdy and stole a Zamboni and drove it through a classmate's house. I'm going to ask you a serious question. Yeah. Did that actually get discussed on this episode of the show? <laughs> yes. That is how badly I checked out. Not even an ounce of that sounded familiar. Yeah. And I thought that either you or I was having a stroke in that moment. Like, this sentence is going off the rails, Michael. I don't know why they would stop a graduation. That doesn't make any sense at all. No. Uh, oh, God, this show. They're th- they're J.B. Smoove and uh, Timmy are going to throw the party. And uh, what's her name? Lizzie? Eliza. Eliza is trying to talk them out of it. And it part of it is she, she says... Uh, they're talking about how epic the parties they used to throw were. And she goes, yeah, I remember that. My high school wasn't allowed to have their graduation ceremony because one of you drove a Zamboni through. So like, and I was like, why? Why are you punishing an entire high school for what a high school kid at a different high school did? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe another Zamboni went missing and they were just waiting for the Zamboni bandit, the Zambandit. To strike again, and just for the sake of safety of everyone involved, they decided to cancel the graduation ceremony. Okay. Episode two is going to be like a Mythic Quest like flashback episode. Yeah, that seemingly has no importance on what's happening, but then slowly it becomes revealed. Got it. Yeah. Right. And it's all going to be about stealing Zamboni machines. And they will call themselves the Zambandit. <laughs> all right. Uh, get us started. The Zambonit? No, Zambandit. Zambonit. That sounds like something else entirely. Um, I think I did just get us started. The Zambandit. Go. <laughs> so is is this? Do you think this is just a uh, senior year prank, or do you think they're protesting something and, and this is their way of making their demands known? I think that when Eliza tells says this to to me and JB Smooth, it's the first time they're hearing about this because the stealing of the Zamboni and it being driven through somebody's house was done independently by Zambandits that didn't go to any high school and it just got tied into this rowdy party that happened and there was a whole bunch of confusion. <laughs> So the Zambandit got like away scot free by driving a Zamboni into his own house. Ooh, oh, ooh. Driving the Zamboni into his own house, collecting the insurance money, using the insurance money to fund his campaign to become the mayor. 
and he's running for mayor. Well, now he on, is mayor on the platform of no more Zambonis. <laughs> None of that made sense. What? Why? I don't. I don't think you can just run a Zamboni into your own house and collect the insurance money. You can if everybody thinks it was some rowdy high school kids and doesn't don't realize it was you. Okay. What? It's how, insurance how, did, how does he go? Yep. How does he go about convincing everybody that it was a bunch of rowdy high school students? There's a crazy. There's a rowdy high school party going on. All you gotta do is point that out. You know how much shit I get away with by blaming high school kids? <laughs> do you think? So was he just waiting for a high school party to kick up, and he's like, "All right, today's the day." Here we go. He goes and picks up the Zamboni yeah. keys. Yeah, you've got a point. I'm not sure what that point is, but you have one. Yeah. Episode two in the can. Episode two in the can. I want to say that that's too wild for this show. But when I was looking something up a few minutes ago, um, what I was laughing at is I found an article that talked about the twist ending for this show. Oh, God. What is it? It, it isn't much of a twist. They think it's a twist that it turns out Eliza actually has feelings for Timmy. That's not a twist. What is What I was laughing at, though, was the description of what happens in the final episode. <laughs> Which is that. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. if you're still listening to this podcast and wanting to watch this show, what do you get out of this podcast listening to shit on things that you like? Anyway. Uh, Nobody gets anything out of this podcast. You so, and I get very little out of this podcast. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think on a cost analysis, we're definitely coming up in the negative on this one. Um the final episode, a solar storm knocks out internet. So people are forced to come into the blockbuster. But then, like, too many come into the blockbuster and they, they, they like, wreck it. Is it, like, a national? Is it, like, a revolution? Was it revolution? Was that show? It just says chaos ensues in the season finale, however, as a solar storm causes the internet to break down. Leading to a bunch of desperate customers causing mayhem in the store. Oh, dude, that's scary. Yeah, that's the plot of uh, what was that show? Kathy really liked the premise, but it was a dookie show where basically that happened. Like there was a solar storm that knocked out the internet and knocked out like any electrical devices permanently. Do you think this show would be better if instead of watching the first episode, we just watched the last episode of a show? We could try it. I don't think we could call it episode one anymore, but like... We could. We could just be like... Because it could just be like us trying to talk about what we think happens in episode one. (laughs) Dude, let's try it next week. Okay, then it absolutely can't be a show that either one of us cares about. Because we're just walking into the spoiler for whatever happened in the final episode. Okay, yeah. I'm open Uh, to this. So we release these episodes on Tuesdays and typically we record that like Thursday. 
I think we need suggestions from people that are listening to this day of. So hit us up on Twitter with what you think we should watch the last episode of. Yeah. It'll be like, welcome to episode one, the podcast where we watch the last episode of a streaming exclusive show. Don't, give it, and, don't ruin it. Don't spoil it. And we just said what the premise is. No, but like the intro though. <laughs> and talk about what we think happened in the first episode. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Big streaming news. Weird came out. I still haven't watched it. Why? Because I, because I want to be in a particular state of mind. Yep. And I couldn't find the time or the commitment to doing that this past weekend. Yeah. Like by the time we were free on Saturday, I was like, I don't want to take a gummy at eight and be passed out by you know eleven. I'll I'll wait until next weekend. So. Weird, the Weird Al biopic on the Roku channel for free. Highly recommended by me, at least. And just like, what a get for the Roku channel. That was so smart for them to do that. Because like, I'm already over here like, should I check out some other stuff on that thing? But but here, here's the kicker. Have you actually checked out any other stuff on that thing? <laughs> No. Okay. So I guess it wasn't a, like a rousing success, but anyway. It's still on my mind though. Sure. Came out last Friday? Yeah. Yes. And I texted you when we were starting it and you said that you and Kathy had made the decision to watch Barbarian, which was Oh fuck. I forgot that we watched that. We definitely need to talk about that for a second. We will, but and why you chose that over weird is beyond me. But this movie had me and Shay just rolling laughing. And the way Shay tells it, within the first 10 minutes of the movie, I had paused it several times to tell her how much fun I was having and how this was the funniest movie I had ever seen. Was she also a <laughs> <inebriated? laughs> No. Okay. That that, that may that, that no. explain her experience. Her, her response after that 10 minutes was, you need to get me a gummy and you need to stop pausing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end of it, we were just both like, oh. And in retrospect, I don't know if it's the funniest movie I've ever seen. It Like, I would say... You know about Shay and I's feelings about Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Yeah. I would say it's going to, like, be put in that same file for us in our, yeah. That's not a good sign for me, though. I really don't like that movie. <laughs> I've tried to watch that movie two or three times and cannot make it past midway. It's good. Do, do you get to the Trish part? I don't. Honestly, none of it sticks. Oh. Okay. Well, I think you might like the weird movie. I'm going to watch it anyway. I I very much like Weird Al, and I think that will carry me through. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know what you think. Yeah, it, I will. It's really funny. All right, let's talk about Barbarian. I don't want to talk about it for very long, but I do want to say for those of you that maybe haven't watched yet and have heard what I had heard, which is that it's very interesting and very weird, um, but go into it knowing nothing. Um, I had heard that about what is it? Uh, Sorry to bother you. Is that the one? 
Yeah. That that one, I agree. Go into that knowing nothing. That was weird, but very good. I liked that a lot. This was dog shit. This was absolute dog shit, and it made no fucking sense. Hmm. It was a horror movie uh, to start, uh, but literally midway through, it abruptly, and I mean abruptly, right after somebody gets their head caved in, cuts to Justin Long, who was not advertised to be in this movie, driving in a car, and it turns into a weird... uh, Jeepers Creepers 3? It turns into a weird Me Too uh, conversation where he's playing an actor who is being accused of sexually assaulting someone. And so the pilot that he was on was getting, he was getting recast on it. And then it just, it, it turns out he owns the house that all of this weird shit had been happening in, in the first half of the movie. And so he's then going to that house because he's going to try and sell it to make some money back. Cause after this whole, you know, literally, and he flat out admits it later, raping someone, um, that he has got to sell shit to make ends meet. Like the, the incoherence and absolute bizarreness of all the different messages in this. I I can't, I cannot like we, the end of this movie, I, I I'm done talking about it. I'm done talking about it. I'm done. Nobody should watch this movie. It was actively bad. And it's not a case of, I don't agree with the message. I very much agree with the Me Too movement. I agree that this fucker should be killed and he gets killed in a horrifying way in this movie. But the lead up to it and the weird, like everything about this, it was three or four different movies jammed into one trying to pretend like it had one coherent message when really it had six or seven decent messages that were all completely lost in the mess of it. Was one of the messages, don't rape somebody because you'll ruin your own life? Yes, Okay. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I don't know if that was the intentional message, but that... I don't know if that was the intentional message, but that's certainly, like, one of them that I walked away from. Um, That movie was so fucked up. You picked the wrong movie, man. Picked wrong. It was bad. All right. Want to wrap it up? Thanks for listening to the Episode 1 Podcast with Michael and Eric. You can check out our website. It's episode1podcast.com. That's spelled out O-N-E. Or follow us on Twitter at podcast episode one. Make sure, assuming I remember to do this, uh, to let us know what we should uh, watch for next week's experimental final episode, episode one, um, which we're definitely going to do and definitely won't properly forget about five seconds after I leave your house. Oh, I'm not going to forget. Okay. If you like the show, leave a rating review uh, on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, Bosdi, for these for theme song. Don't watch Blockbuster. Don't watch Barbarian. Do Do watch watch Weird. Weird.